0: Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Whoa, today is April the 24th, 2020. Yeah, strong hand. Long-term thinking. We're going to talk about that today. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable. All right. Eye and hold. Golden age of the 2020s. That's what we're in. We're one day closer to an all-time high. We're one day closer to the freaking having. Having hype. Have conviction, people. We're almost there. Okay. I've got a lot of unique beasts in the house today. Hello, my elite friends. How you all doing? Uh, we got Alex Svetsky coming in. This is the What's third up? week. In, third week in a row, we've had an Australian on the show. Okay, so even though he's not in Australia, he'll tell us about the the disgrace that's going on in Australia. Uh, J.W. Weatherman is in the house at some undisclosed location, and uh, John Vallis, you're in the house, man. What up? Welcome to your debut on the show. You're out, out in uh, in beautiful uh, Canada now. So I, I mentioned the the having. And I'm sure you're all hyping it up. You're all so happy about it, everyone. But Alex here, oh my, link to below. First of all, all these dudes are linked to below. Uh, also, Amber is linked to below. That's, uh, Alex will talk about that uh, at, at some point, what he does. Thanks uh, but his article from Hacker Noon uh, about the halving, is, it's, it's there, it's linked to below. And I, I'm gonna quote uh, from it right now. And it's, the article is, what, what's it called here? More, more than just money, uh, hang on a second. What's the name of the a beautiful article that, that talks about how Bitcoin that the Bitcoin having is uh, more than just money? Now the global norm has become one of more, more, more. Now, 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 and blind excess with complete disregard to the consequences, cost, ethics, and sustainability of decisions we make today. All which come at the expense of the future. Bitcoin and its hardcore proponents stand almost alone as a pillar of low-time preference built on a foundation of scarcity, transparency, scarcity and transparency, in which the future is not so heavily discounted over an easy or cheap presence. Bitcoin is the only thing having whilst everything else in the world is doubling, tripling and expanding without regard to its cost. Now, Alex actually wrote this back in January before we had this uh, complete uh, monetary disaster or whatever, man-made disaster or blown out of proportion disaster, whatever you want to call it what's going on right now. Uh, he, 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 back then he identified that we're living in a world of things tripling, doubling, quadrupling, but that having Bitcoin is the only thing getting cut in half. What I, what I want to get at here, I think your article almost implied, and correct me if I'm wrong, Yep. You think people are going to learn a lesson from the having that some people are going to become more responsible and less impulsive. I well, don't see the world. I don't see the world going in that, in that direction at all. I, 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 really, I really don't. Um, but but I see the people who understand the having becoming more resolute in, in understanding and believing in it and having more conviction in in, in true value in scarcity. So I, I said a lot there, Alex, take <sighs> it away.
1: Dude, it's it's like the world's bifurcating it's like we are um, you know the, the the there is only two parts here one of like I sort of said in the thing you know more 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 with complete disregard to the costs um you know for the future like i I, I put a tweet out the other day saying that you know um there is no such thing as a free lunch. Somebody always has to pay the bill. You know, someone, something, or somewhere, sometime is going to pay the bill. You know, we can, nothing in the universe, you know, comes for free. There's, there's a cost to everything. And and I think, you know, what we've deluded ourselves into doing um, or into believing as a society is that we can just create more, more, more um, with complete uh blindness or complete um arrogance thinking that you know nothing's going to happen it's all going to be okay you know like manyana you know like um or, or whatever that what's that um stupid saying from uh Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. that's the one thank you <laughs> um literally that that's sort of the um been the appeal of society and and i think i mean there's so many points to touch on here i think for me w- what i I mean, we've all read and seen, you know, whether it's S2F or the million things that people talk about the halving, is it priced in, is it not priced in and all, all that sort of crap. And that, that's all, you know, good and well. And I think, you know, it's, Stock to Flow has also brought quite a bit of, um, you know, I guess eyeballs to Bitcoin and it's brought some of these, you know, macro guys in and all that sort of stuff who don't really get Bitcoin, but they pretend like they get Bitcoin because, you know, they want some brownie points. Um <laughs> And you know, I'm I'm not gonna say any names here, but <laughs> uh, I think I might know
0: who you're t- okay,
1: no <laughs> Please don't. Okay. <laughs>
0: um
1: but you know, so you know, they they start spouting the words, you know, halving and all of this sort of stuff. So so that's been great, but for me, what I what is really profound for me is this Divergence. Like I've always been a contrarian at heart. Um, you know, I, I've always run in the opposite direction. And, and for me, and I've said this on podcasts before, is like Bitcoin is the ultimate contrarian position for me. The mass public doesn't believe in it. The blockchainers don't believe in it. Other crypto junkies don't believe in it. The government doesn't care, about, believe in it. Nobody does, but it's so fundamentally sound um, that it's the only thing that actually does make sense. And the people who actually are bitcoiners who get it we are on you know the most stable footing of all and it is the the ultimate contrarian bet because it's so right and it's so needed and it's so it's so true it's it's like this ultimate source of truth um but you know everybody else doesn't get it and and, you know this sort of lines up with you know why we're so early and all this sort of stuff but for me you know that (laughs) That divergence that Bitcoin represents and the symbolism of a halvening in a world that's gone exponential um is is just so profound to me. And, and I think that's um that's for me like the 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 beautiful piece of the halvening. It, it's just so you know incredible that it's you know happening now and there's so much buzz and hype around the halving, or halvening or whatever the hell we're gonna call it. Um whilst we've had this, you know incredible like they're printing they're creating platinum coins worth a trillion bucks like it's you know i mean you can't you can't make this up i mean you literally you know i was watching um (laughs) like we've got that we've got um you know people running for president who are talking about i've got hairy legs and i don't know (laughs) where I am anymore or what planet I'm on anymore. You've got leaders of countries, you know, putting face masks on and covering their eyes instead of their mouth. Like, I swear to God, we're living in a simulation. <laughs> Nothing makes sense anymore. And Bitcoin's like this one thing that it's just it's true to scarcity, it's true to value, it's true to truth. And um and it's it's just so symbolic for me, man. So I don't know. That was my inspiration behind the article and I just don't think it could have come at a better time. Know, with the rest of the madness that's happening
0: yeah it, you wrote it at the right right time I mean again, you wrote it before the, the virus even happened and you you added some comments at the end that tied it into the virus but man yeah it, it's it's a good read people and another thing you said that uh, I've heard other people say similar by definition, digital scarcity can only happen once mm-hmm. and it occurred with the advent of Bitcoin and uh, that's a, that's definitely a comment. Uh, more so in in our space uh where people talk about altcoins and such so let me let me hand it off to j w uh, uh You have anything to say a- about the the having or uh, digital scarcity uh, et yeah. etc
2: yeah i think i think what's what kind of you you get a big sense of is that everybody's just kind of remembering and realizing how incredible it is. The Bitcoin secure, right? Um, that we can actually count on this thing to only have a certain number of coins, and uh, and especially like like you're saying, especially when everything else is so obviously insecure. Like our 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 democracies are super insecure, right? Like we know that now. We've been feeling that more and more with social media and being an influence, and people realizing, wow, I guess you can just buy ads to get votes. Um, has been sort of a revelation that was that was disturbing everybody a year or two ago. Uh, but now, like, I don't even know what to point to because it's it is very chaotic right now. Um, I mean, I guess everything is overwhelmed by the reality of this uh, this this pandemic or this uh, this, you know, COVID thing. Um, but it, the amount of uncertainty that that creates. Right. Like even if whether you think that this is the end of the world because of a virus or whether you think that it's this, you know, this overblown thing. The amount of uncertainty in your brain when you're calculating your next 12 months, your next three years has, uh, I'm sure for everybody, gone up 10, 100 fold. So when everything else gets way more uncertain, the few things that are, that are predictable and trustworthy um, really shine a lot more. And I think you know, even in just a psychological sense, not even an economic sort of uh, you know, value proposition of this asset sense, that's pretty, pretty, uh,
0: pretty profound and pretty interesting. Mm. Whilst, whilst the virus goes exponential along with people's fear panic toilet paper purchases and irrationality bitcoin and the true bitcoin holders stand alone as a bastion of solidarity and hope john are you uh, are you standing alone as a bastion of solidarity and hope
3: i love i love that line and um yeah i mean I, I'm just going to echo what uh, two of the guys just said, and this has always been my uh, part of my opinion on bitcoin and it's obviously just uh, amplified or on display more more clearly uh, in light of recent events but Bitcoin has always been that like that source of you know existential calm comfort truth and security like it just this is why i often say you know i love all the development that's going on and there's you know there's so much exciting stuff happening in the space but when i'm asked like what's the most exciting part about bitcoin i give the cliche answer tick tock next block because to me the fact that there's something in the world that we can engage with that is so consistent and so persistent um when everything else is subject to change, surreptitious change, change that we, we don't know, but we don't know how things are changing, all this chaos, and you've got this one thing just standing, you know, proudly in the wind that is, you know, is, is not, uh, not influenced by any of it. Obviously, the price changes, but its fundamentals don't. And, you know, in, in, in a world where truth is a very hard thing to come by, Having something like that is just tremendously valuable in a, in a number of different capacities. I know, you know, that's the rabbit hole, and that's what we all, you know, get goosebumps and you know, accelerated heart rate, probably thinking about a lot. But you know, for me, that's it. You know, just certainty and truth in a
0: world gone mad. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Dan Tapiero, who is a macro guy, we were talking about macro guys before, anyway. He calls it the security <laughs> truth machine. The secu- uh. it, and he's correct about that. It, Bitcoin is the security. You're, you're mentioning security and truth. It's the security truth machine. All right. Well, let's, you know, there have been a lot of models out there with this virus. Let's talk about a Bitcoin model for a second. And Alex actually brought up this model. Stock to flow. John, I've never had you on the show before. What's your take on stock to flow model?
3: <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not like too fussed one way or the other. Okay. You know, like I, I think... I, honestly, I haven't investigated it much. Like, I, I think it's, it's, it's cool to look at it. Like, okay, that's, that's, that's interesting, but I'm not really married to it one way or the other. I don't get involved in the stock-to-flow model debates. I mean, it just, it's not that, not that relevant to me, to be honest Dude, with you.
0: That is freak. I love that answer. Pound that like button. You don't put that thing on a pedestal. There are people out there, woo! I mean, it is like the holy Bible to them, for God's sake. But uh, let's hear the other uh, opinions here. J.W. on, on stock-to-flow.
2: So Stock to Flow is a bit of a... It's it's really been fun to watch, actually. It's been pretty entertaining because Saifedean in in his book talked about uh, scarcity and the importance of scarcity. And so he was talking about Stock to Flow in that context, right? He was kind of just trying to describe scarcity in a little bit more detailed of a way. And then then Plan B took it and modeled this crazy thing, right? Like he just, he charted it. And if you know anything about like Austrian economics versus... Keynesian economics, the methodological approach, right, the, the way that we learn about economics, there's a huge division. And if you pick up human action, like in the first chapter, it just outlines this, this division that you can't model, you can't measure, you can't experiment with anything economics related, right? That's the, the whole Austrian view. Um, and it's correct. So you have Plan B, who's, you know, this glorified TA guy, right, that, that puts this model together. And one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen is Saifedean trying to interact with that and say, no, 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 I don't believe in this thing. But at the same time, it is like so much more popular and it's had such a big impact on like, you know, how many people know Saifedean's name. So it's been pretty, pretty amusing, but also kind of tragic. And no, there isn't anything to it. That said, it's probably as good a guess as anybody's had, right? Like I I, I couldn't produ- produce a better uh, chart to predict the future price, uh, but there's not. You know, if it if it turns out to be correct, it's not going to overthrow economics or anything like that. It's just going to be, oh well, that's you know, it's weird that there's a little bit more of a correlation there than. That we could have proved or expected um and the main reason is that it just doesn't it doesn't affect people have said this a million times right but it doesn't factor in uh demand so you know us doing this show and a few more people hearing about bitcoin affects demand if we didn't do this show maybe two or three people wouldn't have heard about it they wouldn't have been as far along in buying it um and you you have to you have to account for demand just not just supply and that's why you know it doesn't work for altcoins and all this other stuff right so you know it's it's probably you know i i i've been making a case for a billion dollar bitcoin in our lifetime and not like through hyperinflation but actual purchasing power right like you could buy a freaking aircraft carrier that's nuclear powered for four bitcoin right like that, that there's a lot of reason to believe that that's the case. So it's not that I'm not bullish on it. It's just that I understand enough economics to know that this is, it's bullshit, but it's kind of fun bullshit. And, uh, at this point it's so popular that I think it might be somewhat of a self-fulfilling prophecy and I'm, I'm fine with it.
0: Uh, that would be great if it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Hopefully it's better than the, mo- the virus models. Okay. Alex, uh, your, your, your thoughts on stock to flow?
1: I mean, what J.W. just said then was perfect. I mean, I, I'm a little bit more in. Um, <clears throat> um, I, I'm a little bit more in the I don't care camp, um, but I think the the whole markets, like J.W. said, it's like they're way too complex. There's too many inputs, too many outputs. You know, demand is, um, you know, j- just like what um, is written by the Austrians in things like Human Action. It's like we're all acting subjectively it's none of these things um are predictable but it's a it's a good estimate good guess and it's a nice little model that i mean i know it's helped us like from from amber's perspective um we push the idea of um stock to flow all the time because hey, I mean any reason to get someone into Bitcoin, I don't care. <laughs> I'll I'll push flow to stock. <laughs> I don't give a crap. I'll I'll call it whatever. Like it doesn't matter to me. Like it gets um it gets Bitcoined through the door. So for me it's it's a net positive and hey, if um if the price follows that trajectory, happy days, you know, like I'm I'm happy. But for for me, that's not where the um the interest lies. And I think I, I kind of uh, just touching on that article again that you mentioned, like the headline image. I was sitting there wondering what I should put for the headline image, and I, you know, people who are listening to this um, are going to see it, but it's um it's basically the Joker where he burns half the money. Um, and I've I've got a saying when because people ask me it's like why'd you get into Bitcoin and um you know some people say it's like oh you know I came for the gains and I stayed for the revolution or whatever. For me, my one is like I came for the money. And I stayed for the money. And for me, that's the revolution here. It's like we, we are transforming money. So I came to make some money, but you know, really I came to transform the money. And that's you know, on, on this on this picture, I've got um, you know, the joker saying it's not about the money, it's it's about the money. Um and that's that's what's profound for me here in um in Bitcoin. And you know whether whether stock to flow is, you know, accurate or not, I couldn't care less. Um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to buying one of those aircraft carriers before Bitcoin. Some uh. stage.
0: Sign yeah. me up, bro. I lo- I like the aircraft carrier model there. That's uh that's another marketing tool we should put out. Yeah, so stock to flow. It could be a great marketing tool. I, I think that's a uh I think that's a great way to of of looking at it. And I do. I hope it comes through. I I hope it's co- but I don't I don't put it up on a pedestal and uh, treat it like the Bible uh, or anything like that. All right, so. Let, let's move on. John, I was looking at your, uh, your Twitter feed, and uh, you, you were talking about gold a little bit, uh, mm. <laughs> comparing it to Bitcoin. It's always good to, to – break... in, in these troubling times, there are a lot of people saying, oh, you see? I ha- I'm protected by gold. Well, what's, what's, what's your take on uh, gold and hold?
3: Well, look, to put it simply, and I'll add a few more words on it afterwards, but to put it simply, yeah, you invest in gold right now, you're probably going to make money uh you invest in bitcoin you're going to make money and you're going to advance the cause of human freedom more so than anything that anyone in the history of humanity could have ever done so i'm down for that you know i, I if it's if it's just about making money you know that's great money is a part of freedom financial independence is a part, is a part of freedom obviously but you know and the gold bugs are so they always preach like oh you got to brush up on your history and this and that it's like no I, I know I know how it works gold you know gold is always susceptible to corruption and manipulation and centralization and the requirement of trust that's all and that's that's always why a gold backed system fails now while it lasts yeah it's the best you know the best type of system we've had, but we're just in this recurring loop of the same thing happening, and i'm not interested in that you know so if there's a better option available, which now I believe there is, then we should be engaging in that wholeheartedly and leaving the fucking thing that's failed us many times before behind. Now, I don't think that's going to happen in this you know, cycle or right now, because I drew the analogy on a, on a previous podcast before, but it's like newspaper now. Right. The, 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 the three of us or the four of us, we probably use the Internet, Twitter, whatever to get our news and information. Right. We curate it for ourselves. It's instantaneous. You know, it's, it's a far better information gathering experience some people still read newspapers because we are resistant to change because they don't want to learn how to engage in the new mediums because blah, 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 comfort, all that. So, you know, gold will probably still perform well because a lot of people know it as that security hedge, that inflation hedge, that things are going to hell hedge. And so, you know, there'll probably be demand for it and the price will probably go up. But who cares? Like, I think Bitcoin's price will go up more and you get the revolution to come with it. So,
2: you know, fuck gold. <laughs>
0: Pow man like button. All right. Uh JW, any thoughts on gold?
2: Yeah, it's it's just another scam coin. Um <laughs> it does have a history. It wasn't always a scam coin, and it does have some industrial use, but the majority of its value, uh, the majority of its market price is because its promoters run around and lie about it. And one of the things that they lie about, I mean, ev- everything he just said was like well said, like very, very Uh, completely agree and very articulate way of describing why it's stupid. Um, But all of the promoters don't acknowledge that. And that's not a coincidence, right? There's a reason that the XRP folks don't acknowledge that it's centralized and that, you know, the Ripple company doesn't have any real relationship with the token and all of that sort of stuff, right? There's a reason that the Charlie Lee guys, when they say, you know, Litecoin is silver to gold, they don't acknowledge the fact that the only reason that silver was used was because gold couldn't be subdivided to small transactions, and that Bitcoin doesn't have that problem, right? So it's the same thing with the gold promoters. They're all liars. If they told the truth, they would say something similar to what you just heard, and nobody would buy it because it would be it would be acknowledged as a fa- flawed, failed solution to our problem. So it's a scam coin like any other scam coin. You know, it doesn't mean it won't have a pump or two left in it. Um, but Boomer rocks are dead. People are slowly getting more familiar with economics. Um, I I was debating Jeff Dice at the Mises Institute a couple of years ago, and he was saying, oh, you know, gold is great. Bitcoin's nothing. And the only question I had for him, which not very many people got, including him, was how many times have we had a central bank in the United States? Right. Do we really want to go back to gold knowing that may buy us a short period of time? But it's, of course, going to require banking because it's still not subdivisible small enough. So it's going to go into banking. When it goes into banking, it's going to end up in central banking. It's going to be inflated and screwed with. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really want to ride that wave again of watching everybody losing their savings. So it's, it's stupid. Uh, it's dead. But, uh, um, you know, it, it may have another pump or two left in it. So if you want to be the guy that's chasing dumb money, right, because I don't know, XRP might have another bump in it. Um, if you want to play that game and try to predict what the stupidest among us are going to do next with their money, have at it. Invest in gold. Uh, but if you want to buy something that's actually useful and solves a problem, and wait for people to learn, and that's your bet, mm-hmm. then you want to go with something like Bitcoin.
0: It's a very interesting perspective comparing it to XRP. And you know, there, there who knows? There might be another pump to XRP. Uh, that, that, that's the, the gambler's mentality. I mean, that's that's what we uh, encounter most of the time in this world: uh, uh, the, the impulsive gambler's mentality. Well, you know, this. It's going to happen again. There's going to be a pump. I don't know why, but there'll be a pump, and I'm going to ride it, and I'll be victorious. I'm I'm better than the rest of the people. I'm better at making these predictions. I'm sure you've all I'm
3: sure you've all seen the meme where it's like you know the the gold bugs are always decrying the the central banking system cartel, you know all that shit, and then the meme is something like you know yeah, but they hold a shit ton of gold, so what you're trying to pump their bags? You're just giving them you know you're giving them more legitimacy and power, not less. And uh, I, I I think it's a meme from like Inception where Leo is is uh, making a weird face with that dude. But I, I found that one funny when I saw it like a month ago for the first time.
0: Leo and Inception. You'll never know what you're going to hear on this show. All right, uh, <laughs> Alex Gold. Any any gold?
1: Uh, I've got a yeah. I've got a few points on that. So I mean, I, I was you know one of those you know classic gold bugs back in. I mean, the biggest regret I have in my life. I actually only have one regret really. Is that um that I bought gold, not Bitcoin in, you know, 2011, 2012. Um, and and I, and I laughed off Bitcoin in 2012, really. That's when I first heard about it because I saw Max Kaiser jumping up and down on the couch, um, you know, telling people to buy Bitcoin. I was like, what is this joker talking about? Um, <laughs> and, you know, to, to, to my everlasting, you know, um, dismay, that was, um, that was the decision I made at the time. And look, I, I made money out of gold and silver. Like, you know, it pumped in 2011, 2012. You know, me and my brother made a bucket load of money. Um or at the time, for, for what, you know, I was, what was I, 23 years old or whatever I was, or 24. Um, so, you know, I, I thought I was smart and, you know, I never, I never really sort of went back into Bitcoin until 2016. Um, so, you know, the the arguments that a lot of us Bitcoiners make, you know, are very similar to what the gold bugs have been making for the last 30, 40 years. But the kind of analogy I give to people is whilst these guys have been... Um, you know, building a little raft made of twigs, you know, to sort of sail away from the world that's falling apart. You know, we literally in 10 years have built a rocket ship and we're already past the moon. We're already at Mars <laughs> and these idiots are still building their little raft <laughs> and they're going to go down with the ship because, you know, the, the location that they're in is burning. And um, and th- this is, you know, to, to also relate it to what JW was saying about, you know, XRP and all this sort of stuff, it's like, yeah, th- these things, you know, human, uh, human consensus or, you know, the, the, the broad populace's consensus doesn't change overnight. It's something that, um, you know, everyone needs to catch up to. And when I kind of tell people, you know, what the opportunity with Bitcoin is today, it's not about oh, yeah, how much it's going to pump my bags. I say that you're, you're acquiring territory, you're, you're acquiring something before the rest of the world catches up in much the same way as if you could go back 5000 years or 10000 years whilst everyone was still using shells to pay for things and you found that yellow shiny rock which we now know as gold you know back then people would have looked at you like you had three heads if you tried to trade a yellow shiny rock for a chicken they would have been like what the hell's wrong with you give me give me the shells because what the hell am i going to do with this yellow shiny rock so we're doing the same thing but in like 100x, you know, fast forward motion here with, um, with Bitcoin. We've, we've discovered this thing. We're ahead of the rest of the world. And because there's limited territory, you know, here we are, the Bitcoiners have discovered this newfound land, which has, you know, all of the resources we need. It's got all of the, you know, it's got stable foundations so that we can build, you know, a new empire on it, um, build a new world. We've discovered this thing. And the rest of the Looney Tunes, you know, back in the old world, they think we're all jokers. And their whole world is burning around them, you know, whether it's from, you know, the scandemic that we're, you know, in at the moment, or whether it's from, you know, governments printing money or from moron politicians or whatever it is, like everywhere you look, there's some incredible stupidity happening. Um, And, you know, at some point, they're going to want to, you know, they're going to look over at us and we're, you know, we're going to be having a a party like we're going to be living our own lives building this new thing in this new location and guess what they're going to want a piece of that but you know we're not stupid we're not going to just sell it cheaply we're not going to give it up cheaply so so they're going to have to pay top dollar to come in you know the 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 value of that land the value of that territory is going to come up we're just we're just decades earlier than the rest of the people who at the moment are either too stupid too ignorant, too scared, um, or too occupied in their own shit to like um, to look into what Bitcoin is. So anyway, that's that's sort of my view. And you know, the, the gold people definitely sit in that you know old world space. Um, you know, I did I actually did a tweet the other day saying, um, you know, if we play a thought experiment and think about um, you know the, the world moving forward, if if we base our assumption that the world is going to be more digital, more digitized um, moving forward. Then, in that world, we need a a scarce digital money. We, we need digital scarcity. We don't need physical scarcity in that type of world. Physical scarcity is going to be all nice and all, but you know we'll be able to um, mess with digital scarcity at some point too. You know, the the, the alchemists will finally have their day. Um, but uh, if if that's the assumption we make. Then in that world you don't need gold, you you need bitcoin. Now in a world where if we're not going to have you know a digital world, you know interconnected world and all that sort of stuff, if we're making the assumption that the nukes are going to drop and we're going to blow everything up and we have no internet and no telecommunications and all that, well guess what, gold isn't going to be very useful either. <laughs> I mean maybe you know from a um, manufacturing standpoint you know for some things, but I'll tell you what, lead is going to be way more important at that point. Um, so I'll be stockpiling lead, not gold, and I'll be trying to get my reverse alchemist on and trying to turn any gold i have into lead um you know to to shoot anyone coming near me so that's sort of like i i I can't see a case for gold absolutely not and um so yeah like jw said if you're in for the pump um and you want to you know front run dumb money go hard um but you know the alternative is you know come with us and front run the world um and i think that's where we all want to be
0: all right now speaking about uh Dumb money, maybe speaking about dumb money here. I got a question for John. Uh, something that's been in the news. Well, no, this was dumb money. <laughs> at the beginning of the week, there was a, a DeFi hack. Uh, people are, DeFi is the buzzword of the, of the month, uh, it, it seems like. Everybody wants to say they've got something to do with DeFi, at least in, in the altcoin side of things. And there are people throwing money at these centralized uh, entities, and they, they really don't get it that uh, it's not really that <laughs> they can be hacked. So I don't know, John, did you have any uh, thoughts on, on defi hacks or defi in, in general?
3: To be honest, I pay so little attention to other things that are going on like outside of bitcoin, like unless it's a really big thing, but I just there's there's so much going on in bitcoin. Like I'm I struggle to keep up as it is, you know, with with every, all the good Content and the good ideas and the developments and the new apps and the every you know there's so much going on it's so rich and I just try to focus my time on interacting with those people and those projects and you know I feel a bit sheepish about it because i'm not as able to you know comment and critique the other stuff because I don't spend that time on it, which is why i don't you know devote much of my time uh on podcast or Twitter to like slamming you know other projects and and that kind of stuff but um I, I I just I'm probably not the best one to comment because I, I don't pay man, much attention to it. You're you're like the
0: you're like the Amber app, Bitcoin only. Pound that like button. I'm tying <laughs> I'm tying it all <laughs> together. Oh, yeah. Okay, well I'll yeah. let JW have you know every uh, every show he's got to say something about Ethereum. So uh, go ahead and talk about. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> De DeFi real quick here. Uh, actually,
2: I'm 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 kind of in the same boat. Like <laughs> Ethereum has been so dumb for so long that I don't think I've read more than fourteen words about DeFi. But what I can tell you is that simplicity, which is actually an attempt to create a smart contracting platform that would allow people to you know, do all of the nonsense that Ethereum has been pretending to do for, for years now where we, we've all totally lost interest. Um, if we have any competence at all, we haven't looked at this stuff in at least, you know, six months to two years. Um, but simplicity is amazing. And if you haven't looked into that at all, uh, look into it. It's doing well. Um, the uh, The progress has been really solid. It It's one of those things where you have to do it right. And it takes years for one genius dude to to work on it. There's no other way to get to this point. You can't you know there's there's some problems that are so hard that you can't have fifteen people do it, and it's fifteen times faster. This is one of those problems but uh but the dude that's doing it has been doing great, and uh progress has been made and I think we are gonna see uh, all of those promises fulfilled in an actual secure and in, in reality right. Um, in uh, in the next couple of years, so uh, so check out
0: simplicity. Wow, I didn't I didn't see that one coming. Okay, now uh, did you guys read that Bloomberg uh, report that I uh, that I sent out? Did any, anybody look at that? Uh, yep. Who who said yes? I did. That. I, <laughs> I <read it. laughs> that, that reminds me of that reminds me of Russia when Dana gets kicked in the face. It's like, who, <laughs> who hit <that? laughs> me?
3: Which one of y'all hit me? <laughs> All
0: right, it was it was John who said yes then.
3: <laughs> yes. Good.
0: Did All right. So I asked. I asked John, and we'll, we'll start from there, uh, because I, I found the report to be quite interesting uh, in that it started to talk about uh, Libra and the uh, central bank coins, and uh, what was the other? Th- uh, oh, oh, and uh, and private bank coins like uh, J.P. Morgan, and I. I wonder, and I was a little surprised that Bloomberg. Uh, Bloomberg hasn't been known to be the biggest. Uh, that organization, at least uh, the biggest uh, Bitcoin fans in the world, but they they seem to be quite bullish there. But at, at the same time, they were bringing up these uh, more centralized mainstream altcoins, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I, I think it's a uh, it, it's a little bit of a, a light into the future uh, how Bitcoin might be picked up by some of the the normies out there. I, I, if uh, Bloomberg's excited by Libra. And a lot of people are excited by you know, Libra came back this week. Everyone's happy that it's it's going to happen again. So I, I said a lot. What was your take on the report there, John? Uh,
3: for me, the report was a big fat nothing burger. But then I put my like normie perspective on, and I think okay, this is going out to you know, Bloomberg obviously has a massive reach, traditional uh, investing world, and you know they talked about what you just mentioned, and then they also were like. Bitcoin is becoming more attractive um, because of its re- because of the decrease in its relative volatility, basically because there's been so much volatility in the legacy markets over the last couple months. And so as a result of and it's consolidating, you know, it's in a price range that's been consolidating and they were making a bullish case for it. So if that's part of the narrative that, you know, normies and the mainstream are getting exposure to from, you know, quote unquote, reputable media sources, then, you know, I'm not excited by it, but I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, they'll have to learn their lessons about all the other coins um, that they get pitched along the way. But, you know, nestled, I think the larger part of that ar- article was actually, you know, kind of the Bitcoin story in that it had tanked and it has recovered and it's consolidating. And, you know, it's re- the the volatility. The, the scariness of its volatility that's put a lot of people off over the years is relatively diminished now as a result of the volatility in other markets. And, you know, so it was basically saying, have a look. So I wasn't that excited by it, but uh, it's, it's, I guess it's kind of cool that mainstream is, is talking about it in those terms.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't like to put uh, anyone on a pedestal, but I will say this, they have a big reach and they reach into the world of the normie and uh, hey, the more normies that come in, anyone can come in the Bitcoin. That's that's what I say. So all, all are welcome. And I think it just uh, it, it it shows you a little bit of what's going on in the heads of uh, the traditional uh, finance normies. Uh, the, the report itself, uh, Alex or JW, any, any thoughts on uh, normies <laughs> and and spreading just, the word to them? Or <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna laugh at the at the
1: at the attraction of um hey. You know the the, the volatility has subsided, and then just as they get in, we're gonna like we're gonna pump, <laughs> and then they're gonna be wondering. Oh, like I, I love how these mainstream guys are like integrators, So for me, if they're talking about volatility subsided, then we should be preparing for volatility to increase in the um in the coming months. So yeah, may, may Bitcoin continue to be contrarian and uh, mess with all of these people's analysis. Um, it's just fun to watch. JW, any,
0: any thoughts?
2: Yeah. Kind of the, I mean, I look at it a little bit like the stock to flow thing, like, yeah, it's dumb, but, uh, but you know, if it, if it encourages people, that's great. Um, the other, the other aspect is just like you want to look at the enemies of Bitcoin and what they're saying. And, uh, these guys obviously, are not, you know, like their their institution is not pro Bitcoin. So the fact that they're saying positive things, um, it reminds me of not that long ago, somebody on, I think it was uh, CNBC or something uh, made, they had this like great clip where they said, you know, if, if, you um, know, in, in a world of fiat currency, Bitcoin wins. And I was just like, how did that, soundbite make it out like that's incredible (laughs) so we're seeing more and more really encouraging signs from the uh you know that the enemy's capitulating and so that's the way i look at this one and it's it's nice the
1: the beauty actually i'll add something there is like the beauty of bitcoin is that it turns the enemies into supporters because at the end of the day they want to make money too like money is the fabric you know via which society functions and it's the it's the one language that we can all, you know, communicate with, and it's like, you know, I've never in my life come across anything that can literally take the enemy and turn it into a supporting force for um for for a greater cause. It's like totally, it's it's a, a
2: self lobbying system, right? It buys it is, its own yeah. politicians. Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. exactly. It doesn't have to do anything. It just sits there, you know, TikTok next block, and you know, whether friend, foe, whatever, it's like. Yeah, come join us, dude. You know, if you if you if you're here for the pump, you you know you you you'll make it better for the rest of us, and you'll actually make yourself unemployed in the process. But hey, you know, if you're smart enough to stick around, you'll um you'll be okay for later. So it's it's just such an incredible, yeah, man. Anyway, no, no, I, I love that point. I, I sound like a fanboy.
0: No, 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 no. no. It, I it's am. a it, it's a great you it's are. a great point. People people want to make money, even if your worst enemy wants to make money it's going to help you. I mean, it's, uh, I I like that aspect of it. Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, well, we're getting, we're getting into the current events section of the show. Uh, does anyone have an opinion before we get into the virus, uh, about the oil situation? It was, it was a wild week, uh, in oil, and uh, you know, we, we talk about people complain about uh, Bitcoin being volatile. Uh, the the oil futures market, where uh, that was pretty uh, insane. Uh, so there's
1: uh, anyone one thing I have yes. one thing my intrinsic value. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all I've got to say. What yeah. about
1: my what about
0: my intrinsic value? Yeah, so there's a, quite quite a few people uh, put, putting that uh, saying that also. Uh, J W. Yeah,
2: actually, I I think that this has been great. I think that. We saw this with real estate um and now we're seeing it with oil the reality is that there's no there's nowhere safe to put your money because everything is a ponzi right even oil which is supposed to be the engine of civilization like you know if if we're moving goods and services you need oil you know it's it's uh, it's like whale blubber was at, at a point in the past right it's like all of oil was it's just it's so ingrained in our economy our whole system built on it surely if anything is not a fraud in a Ponzi that's propped up by corruption in government. It's got to be the price of oil, right? And this whole episode just shows, no, that's not the case at all. The reason that oil dropped is that this cartel uh, of OPEC that was keeping the oil prices high finally fell apart. It had to fall apart. You know, All cartels eventually fall apart. Um, and that's because if you and five friends agree that you're never going to sell anything for less than five bucks, but you can make it for a dollar, eventually somebody's going to to, to, to you know screw the other four people over, right? And they're gonna start selling it for four bucks. So that's, that's one of the things that happened with this whole oil crisis. It's the same thing with real estate. We saw that in 2008 where real estate, like, oh, if there's one thing that's safe and secure, it's real estate, it goes up constantly. Um, and it turns out really the reason that it was going up was government corruption. You're giving a ton of money to people that can't afford to live in these houses. It's it's literally a Ponzi scheme where the only reason these things have value is you're counting on more people coming in, right? That we're gonna we're gonna continually pull more people into the Ponzi and more people that can't afford this house is gonna buy this house and um, eventually that that collapsed. So I think uh, I think from that standpoint, it's like we were talking about in the beginning: the fact that Bitcoin is like fixed supply. It's secure. Nobody can screw with it. It's not practical to build the fraud on top of it. Um, You know, you you can't even short it without just getting destroyed if a a bunch of people get excited about it. And the fact that there's no question that the reason that it has the place it has right now is because people like just kind of grassroots folks see the value in it and they're buying it which makes it way more stable than anything else, right? It's a true market price. And if anything, it's suppressed with all of the fun and all of the nonsense and all of the 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 global system of central bank slavery that is very much opposed to it and controls the media and controls a lot of other institutions. So it's, it's not only like better than real estate in a free market, it's better than real estate uh, uh, I mean, it's not only better than real estate in this frothy, corrupt system, right? It's better than real estate if it was a free market because it's it's not pumped up by the fraudsters and the and the It's actually suppressed. So it is like it is like concrete. I mean, it is it is cement. Uh, the price is very uh, is is very suppressed. So. Um, it's it's the only place that you could even possibly think of having a decent uh, expectation of strong returns, um, and I think oil was one of those things that people look to, and it's just beautiful to see that that came out just as hard as real estate in two thousand and eight.
0: Bitcoin is my stable coin. I just wanted to add that in there. All right, uh, <laughs> John. Any any oil thoughts? Well, just just two. One is like you know, as we say, not
3: your keys, not your coin. I mean. You know, the whole a big part of the not the reason, but, uh, you know, one of the, the factors in what happened with oil recently is people couldn't even take possession. You know, so what's the value of an asset if if that's the case, you know, if 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 possessing it is so difficult, I guess. But, you know, I agree with the, what the, the guy said. It's everything in this in, in the global financial and economic system or so many things are so manipulated and there's so much intervention that it just causes so many perversions and imbalances everywhere. And so when things reach, you know, um, the point where they're at now where the kind of – the the top is kind of spinning out of control, like it's like whack-a-mole, right? You hit one down and two pop up. You hit those two down, another one pops up over there. I mean it's it's just that constant attempt to shore up all these holes by centralized intervention. And as we all know, you know, that can – you can get away with that for a time, but it it reaches a a point where it breaks down and that can, that, that no, that approach no longer works. And I think we're probably, uh, you know, in the midst of that or nearing that now. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's where we're at. All right.
1: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to just extend on that just for two secs. I was going to say, I just love how you take something, which we all like, I mean, all jokes and everything aside, you know, the intrinsic value stuff and all that, like, Oil is valuable, like it's it's like you know, and you can say that based on the assumption that you know energy is valuable uh, because you know energy is what we use to to drive the world. But you know, if 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 you need to see a sign of incompetence in any way, like oil is just like the 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 prime example of a pack of buffoons who think that they can you know manage something and do it better than allowing the market to do it itself. Like you, there was a negative price. Like if people like, I don't know if that gets through people's heads. It's, there was a negative price on the, the commodity that the world runs on. Like, hello people. If there is a, if there is evidence for incompetence or complete delusion or complete stupidity on any resume, like that is it right there? Um, unfortunately, um, you know, some people aren't going to understand it. So, but anyway, it's just it just makes me scratch my head. It's like that's that's what this whole um, you know uh, superior model of central management you know delivers. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> oil oil has shown the way there. <laughs> exactly exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's old school commodity. I mean, we are entering a digital golden age. Who wants to be stuck in the cartel world? My Lord. But people are learning it. We'll, we'll see how it all turns out. All right. So let's let's talk about this world we're living in today. Oh, it's that time of the show. Now, these three <laughs> guests, all of them have had strong hands during this uh, manufactured panic because, again, the virus, there's a real virus out there. But, my God, the hysteria, it, it totally blown out of proportion by the media. We've been through this a lot, of many, a lot. And uh, JW actually has a tweet out there. I'm creating a list of people that didn't COVID cuck. Link your earliest oh. tweet. Link, <laughs> link your earliest tweet proclaiming to the hoax, proclaiming the hoax. All right. So, yeah, there have been, uh, and JW, that's good. You're keeping track of this. There have been other people. I've listed people that have been great with this, other people who have listed people. It's the the, the true shame. The true shame is that there are Bitcoiners who did cuck to this. Unbelievable. I I still am in in shock that this happened. But again, personal responsibility is new counterculture. Let them take care of themselves. I'll take care of me. But since we got Alex here, Alex is a a, a native Australian. And um, what is shocking is Australians, they're they're pretty manly dudes. But what the heck is going on there, dude? I mean, it's... Everyone's locking themselves up. Uh, It's it's, there's no end date in sight. There, Uh, it's pathetic,
1: dude. uh, Like, I mean, where do I start? Like, I, (laughs) I mean, Australia is Australia, and it's like you know, uh, you know, a a society of um, you know, if if something was going to happen to their um, their favorite football team, they'd be all up in arms. But you know, if it's you know the, the police, you know catching teenagers on a roof, you know that's abandoned, um, they'll, they'll they'll arrest those kids um, or people camping in you know the, the Tasmanian mountains, they'll they'll track them down with a freaking helicopter and um and bring them in, and then the rest of the pussies are gonna you know stay inside and dob on their friends and dob on the neighbours. Because that's apparently the right thing to do. I swear to God, like I've said it for many years. Is Australia is like one of the um the the best uh, veneer socialist countries. So on the outside, everything looks really nice, but like there is more. Like Australia is more of a police state than most people realize. Like particularly New South Wales is um is sort of like the the main state. That's where Sydney is, and um, I mean like I, I got the hell out of there like five six years ago, but. I like if I go back to visit just to drive between my brother's place and my mom's place, which is forty-five minutes. You'll go past seven highway patrol cops on average, hiding behind every corner just to bu- book you for anything for anything. You know, uh, you know they've got fart detectors in their car these days, so that they can you know check if someone farted in their car and slap them with a three hundred dollar fine. It's the most ridiculous place, and you know that sort of it's it's become ingrained, um, you know, in them like yesterday, even where I am, and, you know, I'm not going to say where I am, but, you know, I, I'm in another country, which, t- to be honest, they're, they're dealing with it not as ridiculously as most other countries, but um, just even so, me and a couple other dudes, we've sort of been, you know, and I don't know these dudes, but I just bump into them each day when we jump the fence and um and go and train at the, uh, at like, you know, one of those outdoor gyms where they've got some pull-up bars and some dip bars and stuff like that. And we just sort of, you know, it's closed, but we jump the fence. We go in there and train. Um, and I, I mean, I, obviously someone's dubbed us in. Like we, we got you know, asked by the cops a couple of times to get out of there and we did. But yesterday, like they literally rounded up 20 cops and they charged in there like they're going to battle. You know, for World War II, they're coming to save the day to kick three people out of the park who are, you know, five meters apart doing our own thing training. Luckily, you know, we were faster than the cops, so we jumped the fence and ran away before the fat pricks could catch us. But um it's just I mean like it's baffling the extent of the stupidity that um that we're seeing. And like I I've been caironed now three times from um, you know, a couple different places and it's just it's just mind boggling how, you know, some people will just stay inside like you know I, I did this rant on twitter the other day and there's some monkey who like you said adam is like disappointing like calls himself a bitcoiner turns around and says oh this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen why don't you just stay inside I'm like what the hell are you talking about you monkey like makes me so angry like the- anyway before i start I'm, I'm really trying hard not to swear here and i know this is a, a family <laughs> did, did i did i not swear <laughs> I a
2: reference to kitty cats earlier but it was fine okay
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> Well, that is the, the, the kitty catification of this world. It's unbelievable. The kitty catification of the world. It's not a very uh, ma- – JW and I talked about this another time. It's, uh, no one's uh, very masculine anymore. I mean you, you don't have to be like Hulk Hogan or anything like that. But come on, people. Take a freaking stand. Uh, stand up for yourself, yeah. Stand up for your- and, uh, <laughs> you. And know, you know, there's real life involves death. Everybody dies eventually. I mean, and it seems like we're living in this world now where like uh, people think we can prevent death for, for for everyone. And if to prevent one death, we should shut the whole world down. I mean, it's uh, it, it's 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 like a mother. And again, th- uh, guys, don't don't be mothers. All right. Uh, it seems it's, like a lot of do lot you know. Of what? Guys.
1: It goes even deeper than that, dude. It's like this idea that you know that death is also somehow a bad thing. Like we've become so afraid of like the natural cycle of life. And and you know, like we, we're so afraid of like the consequences of like normal natural things that we're gonna now use this as a um you know and when I say we obviously the, the buffoons, um you know, as as a reason to make life miserable so that we can avoid death, pain and um and potential hurt. And in the process, end up getting more death, pain and hurt than, um, than we would have had we just let the thing organically um, find its own stasis and its own equilibrium. And, and that's, that's a problem across everything, whether it's, you know, so-called depression, whether it's, you know, um, the business cycle, whether it's the economy, whether it's, you know, as soon as somebody's got a bit of a sniffle, they go and jab themselves Um, you know, with a vaccine and 10,000 medicines, you know, like we've lost the ability to go and deal with the symptom um, and allow a natural rebalancing. You know, we've become junkies in every single uh, element of society, whether it's health, whether it's economics, whether it's, you know, driving on the road, you know what I mean? Like, in, like I'll use Australia again as as an example. Like they keep dropping the speed limits down there. Like at some point in time, it's going to be faster to walk, you know, between places in Sydney than it is to drive because you can't drive anywhere. Like it's just, it's yeah, this all, all for the name of, you know, safety and avoidance of herd and all this sort of stuff. That's, that's not how things function and it's really funny that the the anecdote I saw like you know that idiot Vitalik um, talking about oh you know one of the problems of um, you know that we should solve now like right in the middle of the COVID you know scandemic he's like talking about oh one of the problems we should solve right now as a society is you know helping people um, you know we we should defeat aging (laughs) it's like just shut up man just just shut up like Th- oh that's, man that's that, that's 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 your brain on myth and you know and what comes out of you know brains like that is stupidity like ethereum and you know that kind of stuff it's like anyway we've we, we've divert we've we've m- removed ourselves so far from any point of equilibrium that at some point the elastic band is going to snap and mm-hmm. um and some poor bastards are going to pay the price but we're just lucky enough to to have like you know, we all talk about this lifeboat uh, in Bitcoin so that at least, you know, economically, you know, we've got and, and that's economically being fundamentally the foundation upon which we can build everything else. We've got yeah. that at least settled and then we can go and solve you know, a bunch mm-hmm. of the other problems.
0: I think it's a very important point you're making about that we have this, the Bitcoiners have an economic uh, foundation and uh, that foundation, thats a, that's a key word there because let's just say you're living in some Western country you're living the good life. And all of a sudden they say, well, now in order to travel in a, and you're in this country because of this panic, you got to get this vaccine. Well, at least with Bitcoin, you can say, you know, screw you original country. I'm going to go to another country to start, start a new where I'm not going to have to take this vaccine. Okay. So, um, and it's, I never really thought we would get to the point where, where something like that could possibly be on the table, but, um, it, it might be on the table one of these days, force vaccines, and uh, you, you will need to have economic uh, freedom, that economic base of Bitcoin to, to be able to opt out of, of such a situation, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it doesn't come to that. Now, uh, J- John, uh, a- a- your thoughts on this, uh, just what we've been talking about, the current events, virus.
3: Well, man, just to touch on what you just said, you, know, you hope it doesn't come to that. I think it's coming to that as soon as a vaccine is available. Like I think the hysteria level that's around, like, I don't think life will, life will, things will open up, you know, maybe in the next month or so to a certain degree in a stage man or whatever. But like, I don't think things will be normal or, or people that are actually afraid of this thing will feel normal until the vaccine is developed. And I would be surprised if it wasn't, uh, forced, You know, I'd be surprised if it wasn't a requirement of of people to get the vaccine. Or at the very least, like a requirement if you want to do X or if you want to receive Y or whatever. Uh, I think that's coming soon. And I don't know if you guys saw the just horrible, uh, what was that show, the Lady Gaga thing like last week? Like Stay Home Together or whatever it was called. It was some sort of benefit concert or whatever. Um, You know, Gates got up there and him and Melinda... We're oh talking about like you know we we we're, we're really working hard on this and we just need to make sure that everybody in the world <laughs> gets this um, as soon as it's developed and you know I just it's just disgusting I find it disgusting and but but to the whole thing in general like Alex said you know where do you start one yes I'm I'm extremely uh, disappointed in, in, that people allow themselves to be so overcome with fear so easily with so little data. The guy comes up on the news and says, You know, there's a new virus, and everyone goes, Oh my god, sure, whatever you want, whatever you want. It's like, and my issue with the way the data has been presented is it's just like just quoting. You know, showing a, a graph of, of deaths in a certain ca- category of a certain period of time, even if we accept that they are actual deaths from COVID, which I know you all know is has, has not been the case. And it, uh, a lot of deaths from COVID deaths have been uh, the the real cause has been other cases in a lot of those statistics. but. How do I know if 10,000 people dying in January of a a virus is like a big deal? Because most people don't have context for deaths in other categories, whether they be infectious diseases or whatever. But the fact, you know, I know people that have young kids and they're absolutely hysterical right now. And first of all, you know, young children have been the least affected. I don't you know, I don't think there's there might have been a handful of deaths globally, but certainly not, you know, in the hundreds. And getting getting in the car to go to the grocery store is a far more dangerous act. And their level of concern over that is, is basically nothing. Um, So, you know, I just think this accelerated so quickly and the reaction has been just deplorable really. And uh, you know, we talk about in Bitcoin, a lot of time freedom, right? You know, this is why we're in this game is because Bitcoin is a, is an avenue to establish freedom for humanity. And we, 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 we criticize the people that are going along with all this stuff, whether it's believing, you know, the, the, the propaganda, or whether it's just, you know, adhering to the rules or whatever. And we say like, you know, those people don't care about freedom. I actually don't think that's the case. I think it's much worse in that they think this is freedom. And that's why there's not as much uh, motivation for them to resist or to, you know, quote unquote, fight back in whatever kind of way that not necessarily, you know, fighting, but, you, you know, what I'm saying like to, to push back in any way, because they don't think this isn't freedom. They think this is just what freedom looks like. And I think us as Bitcoiners obviously disagree with that. Um, as far, you know, as far as people in the space, you know, we're all on our own individual journeys. And just because we're into Bitcoin doesn't mean we're all going to agree on every little thing. I get that um but i was surprised by you know certain prominent people literally advocating for draconian measures using that word and perhaps not knowing you know what that word fully means or maybe maybe they do um i, I it, it was it was it was crazy to me and like if, if we just succinctly you know bring it back to one of the kind of founding ethos of of this commun- this phenomenon is don't trust verify it's and and like, I think a lot of us in the absence of trust, we kind of reserve judgment. Like, I don't know the true nature of this virus. I don't know. I don't have the data to put it in the proper context of other infectious diseases and viruses and the flu and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know exactly where to place it in my own internal scale of judgment on these things. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, kind of step back from it and just kind of observe and not draw conclusions and not, you know, jump to to reactions. And, and that's part of the reason why I'm resistant to all the actions that governments have taken to to address it because they're treating all that data as, you know, as gospel, as true, as, you know, and, and extrapolating it in, as we know now, a variety of erroneous ways. But, you know, other people seem to have the approach don't trust, verify, unless you can't verify, and then, yeah, trust. And for me, that just, you know, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, the, why would we trust these institutions, which are distrust for some of them? And let's say, you know, your distrust for central banking was what got got you into this in the first place, government, central banking, whatever. Why why is there a distrust there, but in another category by the same, effectively the same people, you know, such a strong trust that you're willing to... You know without any resistance or friction at all uh give up your freedoms and i you know i asked on twitter the other day like i think an important question for people to ask themselves is what in light of recent events what are your inalienable rights you know we walk around every day and we think oh free speech you know right to congregate and and this and that whatever But what are they now in the context of when so many of those things, if there's a virus, if there's a good reason, they can all be they can be taken away. So you know what actually are the things that can't be taken away? What are your you know real true rights? And you know I think you know unfortunately the answer might be maybe none. Mm -hmm. You know maybe maybe there's there'll always be a reason to impose to take every single one of them away if the reason is if if enough people are convinced that the reason is just. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a weird thing. I don't, don't like how it's been handled. I don't like where things are going. I think all those people that were fear mongering are going to have, um, you know, blood on their hands really ultimately. And, uh, I guess, yeah, I could go on, but that's my... my well, I, I really like point
0: about that some people think this is freedom. They think freedom is your mayor commanding you to wear a mask at all times and to stay inside and to do this. They, they, they think that's what freedom is. I, there's a, uh, we, we have different definitions of, of freedom is, is, I think, what it boils down to on, on, on a certain level. And uh, yeah, J.W., your thoughts
2: yeah i I mean I agree with everything you guys have said. I'm just trying to think of how to how to be a little bit uh to be a little bit more encouraging because um, usually <laughs> uh, usually i I have to do what you guys just did I have to like give bad news for fifteen minutes and then I don't get to say anything uh, encouraging and, and put it in a better light so I appreciate that you guys are already there and now I can say something <laughs> that I think is actually positive um a couple things one is if you check out my twitter profile I, I i'm not just trying to plug my twitter account i want to get this out i just pinned it to my my uh profile so if you go to at JW underscore you can find it but there's this great uh there's this great one hour conversation with some er doctors in bakersfield california um and uh these guys set up a COVID testing center so they have their own data and they go through and explain that this is not anything worse than normal flu season. So that debate is dead. It, they can't maintain this, this narrative. They can't keep the fear up. Um, the other thing is that, you know, I do think that we've been propagandized to where we look at places like Australia and we think that's where the manly men are. And that's not true at all, right? Like, th- that's cuck central, right? Like, there's probably where, – where, where else is gun control worse than Australia? Dude, uh, it, I, I is,
1: it yeah. is cuck central. It is cuck central. You're 100% right. That's, that's why I got the hell out of there.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, part, of the, it's, it's part of the empire, right? And the United mm-hmm. States is part of that empire. Um, and we're all a bunch of – you know, like Adam has done a good job pointing out. We're all a bunch of, like, effeminate people. Um, you know, in, in a feminine culture, and uh, we look around, to like try to, uh, like like I seem manly, right? Like we all all of us seem manly in this culture. But you drop us off in the hills of Afghanistan, and we're a bunch of homosexuals, right? Like, <laughs> we have like we're like the there, there's people out there. There's, there's billions of people, billions of people out there, and if, if if those people get pneumonia, or their family member gets pneumonia, they just die. There's a bunch of badasses out there that make us look really, really pathetic. Um, so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, yes, it's really bad. And yes, we are all cucks. And it is far more disturbing. Like the surveillance state stuff, not even necessary, right? Everybody in my neighborhood turned into a, a total agent of the government 100%. in 48 hours. And all they had to do was get a little bit scared, right? Like the, the, uh, all of the stuff that we're worried about with the surveillance technology, Completely unnecessary. Um, All you have to do is scare people and the system. it, It is a turnkey totalitarian state. But the good news is the empire doesn't work. We can't even win in Afghanistan, right? We can't go to those hills and deal with those people with RPGs. How many empires have fell in, fallen in with, with those rednecks out there, you know, to, to relate it to like American terminology? They all fall when they try to mess with people that actually had to grow up hard. And there are people in the United States, a lot of us, that have grown up a lot harder than the people that are on Twitter and, and you know, frankly, the people that are into Bitcoin. I mean, there, there's people out there that, you know, if they're if they're not on meth, there's still some scary dudes out there. And they're going to get they're going to get dangerous quick if the empire doesn't start scaling it back and, you know, putting let's get everybody back in public schools, because if we don't indoctrinate these people, they're going to get real dangerous real quick. So there is going to be a lot of pushback and empire doesn't work in the long run. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. We'll be all right. Bitcoin will uh, greatly reduce state power. And uh, we'll be able to get back to something that's a lot more normal throughout, you know, large chunks of human history. And I think that's still the case. As bad as all this has been, I still don't think it changes the trajectory of uh, where we're
0: headed. Wow, JW, positive <laughs> spittle things. I like He's it. Serving a Different role today. I like this. I like this. We got all sorts of stuff. All right. Well, we've reached. Uh, We've reached the end of the show here. I want everybody to, I want to thank everyone. It's been a a very, it's been an awesome show. A great combination of dudes. Pound that like button, everybody. And remember, we do this show every single Friday. Uh, And everyone's Twitter is linked to below, including mine, TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. That's who I am on Twitter. Now, I want everybody to give their uh, final remarks here, but I'll start with Alex and I'll ask you specifically, what's what's up with Amber? Amber app in Australia. Tell us what's going on.
1: Well, Seeing as though um, Australia is a nation of cucks, we're trying to expand a little bit outside of Australia. <laughs> um, now, look, we um, the the next plan for me is uh, to roll Amber out in the UK, Europe, um, and I'm, I'm working on South Africa as well and New Zealand. So that's sort of – I mean, of all of those regions, South Africa is probably the the one I'm actually mo- most interested in because, you know, if, if we're talking about people growing up hard and people who, who get, you know – why they need Bitcoin a little bit more. Um, yeah, that's definitely a region. I mean, they, they've seen their um, their stupid currency you know, devalue, I think, I don't know, something I, like 40%, okay. 50% just George this Alice, year.
0: to Alex's Twitter feed where he retweeted the president of South Africa couldn't, couldn't even put a mask on. <laughs> he couldn't even put a mask on. <laughs> it's it's saying that they're even doing anything. There have, been, there have been not that many cases down there. And they're, they've locked everyone up because they're into totalitarianism down there. And, and, and I'm, I'm so happy you're going, you're going to take Amber to South Africa, because there's no South Africa in, in his right mind that should be saving in the Rand at this time. I mean, absolutely you're still, not. If you yeah. could turn the rant into Bitcoin, you better be doing it. So, God bless you for get, making it easier for them. Take take it away out. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon. Yeah,
1: for sure. So, no, no, no. Thank you, man. So that that's basically that. That's what's new in my world. Um, aside from, you know, continuing to rant and continuing to resist. I mean, that, that's. I think. I think you know the the word "resist" um, has become more important for me in in recent times. Is that I think if we. Um, you know as as long as there's some of us who are willing to resist you know we, we may inspire others to resist and we can build up a force that does resist the stupidity because you know we have got a battle on multiple fronts you know you've got you know a, a battle of um against fiat you've got a battle against you know central the, the empire you've got a battle and then you've also got a battle against stupidity and and of all of them you know perhaps stupidity is the most dangerous um, because the other two will fall apart anyway Um, but you know, uh, uh, along the way, you know, we've, um, we've just got to continue to resist those things and yeah, man, whether it's through my, through Amber as an entrepreneurial expression of that, or, you know, through writing or through anything like that, um, I'm just going to keep fighting the good fight with the, you know, and, and, it's an honor to be alongside guys like you because yeah, we, we, we may not be, um, you know, brawlers from the third world, but I think we're, um. We're doing okay in comparison to the rest of the people who've grown up in a similar situation as us.
0: Great, great, great to have you on. And again, Amber is linked below. Check out, check that out. You, you maybe you'll be in the. You're living in a country that he, they're going to be in soon. South Africans, definitely check out the link below and check out uh, Alex's feed. All right, we'll go to J W. What do you have to uh, say? Conclusionary thoughts. Uh, just uh,
2: homeschool. Well, your kids because the root cause of a lot of this stuff is what? that everybody has been indoctrinated by the state since they were like three years old so homeschool and uh, teach them how to read and write teach them critical thinking skills um, you know if if most people in the United States actually loved reading uh, we wouldn't have this problem and the reason that they don't mm-hmm. is the way that they were taught to read and so very few of us even though we're literate we're, we're not really functionally literate so keep your kids out of that Uh, and don't do the private school thing because they're regulated to the point where they have to simulate everything that's being done in the public schools Um, so let's raise a generation of kids that are educated and hard instead of a bunch of uh, a bunch of pansies um and uh yeah uh, i'll I'll plug MathBot for that if one of the reasons people don't do it is because they're afraid of teaching math so check out mathbot.com it's free um, we we're so close. It's been so much harder than we expected, but soon you'll be able to uh, sponsor a kid. You know, throw twenty bucks in MathBot, and they'll get uh, they'll get eighteen of it as they pass levels and master topics um,
0: in Bitcoin. All right, reading comprehension and listening comprehension—lost skills in the Western world, <laughs> definitely. All right, John, take it away. Well, first of all, I love that point
3: by uh, J.W. I'm I'm a huge I'm hugely interested in education you know from early life all the way through to university and i'm hugely critical of the way it currently is and the way it's been in the past and like i I look so much forward to a time where you know we can take a, a, a young human being and give them the actual tools and information and knowledge and wisdom that they need to optimize this short experience of life that we have and uh you know so i i love thinking about and reading about that kind of stuff um, final thought, in true final thought fashion, I'll just kind of random, but it, it's related to what we were just talking about. I agree. You know, we, we live in an extremely soft world, and as as Alex said, even economically right now, we're
0: like, oh, you know, like we we
3: we don't want there to we don't want things to fail because that's going to be bad and people are going to hurt. So we're just going to patch it up here and there and there. And of course, it makes a bigger problem down the line. But one of the things that's obviously an interesting phenomenon for many people in Bitcoin, and not to say that we didn't have a lot of these tendencies before. I know I certainly, you know, was very frugal and was, you know, I had a lot of I haven't changed that much since interacting with Bitcoin, but I have in some ways. And I know many others have as well. And a lot of uh, hype is around the having, right? mostly around the kind of economic um, changes that that will come as a result of that and whatever new investment comes from other people who hear of it and and all that kind of stuff. But I actually think that, you know, Bitcoin is almost, you know, it it is definitely uh, a phenomenon in terms of how it influences people's behavior. A lot is made of the time preference thing, but many other ways as well. And uh, I think Bitcoin's having, at least, you know, I think another big story there is how it will harden the people who engage with it. That's us. You know? So it's not only hardening you know, it's, its monetary policy. It's not only hardening as a, as a financial asset or as money. We, because it somehow has that relationship with us that some of its truth, some of its qualities that we recognize in it actually become imbued in us i think it's hardening mm, will actually mm. have an effect on us and will 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 harden us in many ways we'll harden our resolve we'll harden our focus our determination like i really think that's real and so i think um that's exciting that that makes the having way more exciting to me than the fact that there might be a pump due to a you know a cut in the new supply sort of thing um and finally i, I am going to plug one thing because i'm releasing it today but it's um it's a podcast I did on the Canadian Investor. Uh, it was an interview I did on the Canadian Investor podcast last week. And I'm plugging it just because it was um, these two dudes, normal investors, like total noobs with Bitcoin. And um, after, the, I, after the show, I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe people, you know, we all talk to people in our lives, or many of us do, who um, aren't that into Bitcoin. And, you know, they ask a couple of questions around the periphery, but they're not really super into it. And we don't create that much content for them. We speak to ourselves a lot of the time in this space. And um, I thought, you know, it was an hour long chat of the kind of the basic cases for Bitcoin. And so uh, I'm going to be putting that out today. And if uh, if anybody out there has that person in their life where, um, you know, coming from a traditional investment perspective, they kind of want to try to seed them without going, you know, full Bitcoin on them too quickly. It might be an interesting resource. So. That's uh, I'll I'll publish that right off after we get off the call, and thank you, Adam. This has been super fun.
0: Yeah, awesome. Thank you much. And I like that hardening uh, com- comparison there. Mm-hmm. Very very good point. Uh, we're we're becoming uh, we're, we're becoming tougher here, and meanwhile we're talking about the having. I just checked Twitter out and Congress Pass UBI is trending. That's, uh, that hashtag is trending. So we're, we're in two different worlds here. The, the masses are uh, in social media. Congress Pass UBI. That's what they're demanding. Uh, so yeah, as, as we said at the beginning of the show, everything's uh, multiplying. Bitcoin's getting cut in half. So I, I, I like to be in the Bitcoin overlay. So guest... Thank you so much. It has been a freaking awesome show. Everybody, we do this show every Friday, this week at Bitcoin. I do a new show here every, uh, every single day. So we'll be, I'll be back Saturday night. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the channel. Follow me on Twitter. Thanks again, guys. And uh, see you tomorrow night, dudes. Thanks.